Chirocasters, this is Dr. Drew Rubin. Welcome to the next episode. I have to thank my sponsors first, Chirorite, now you know, and PCD. They have been fabulous sponsors for the last six months or so, so I really appreciate them. And today we're going to talk about kind of a comparison that I think you're going to find very interesting. So thanks for joining us, and here's the podcast. This inner power speaks. We chiropractors, we work with the subtle substance of the soul. We release the prison impulse, the tiny rivulet of force that emanates from the mind and flows over the nerves to stir the cells and stirs them into life. We deal with the magic power that transforms common food into living, loving, thinking clay that robes the earth with beauty and hues and scents the flowers with the glory of the air. In the dim, dark, distant, long ago, when the sun first bowed to the morning star, this power spoke, and there was life. It quickened the slime of the sea and the dust of the earth and drove the cell to union with its fellows in countless living forms. Through eons of time, it finned the fish and winged the bird and fanged the beast endlessly. It worked, evolving its forms until it produced the crowning glory of them all. And then with tireless energy, it blows the bubble of each individual life and silently, relentlessly dissolves the form and absorbs the spirit into itself again. And yet you ask, can chiropractic cure appendicitis or the flu? Have you more faith in a knife or a spoonful of medicine than the innate power that animates the internal living world? That's B.J. Palmer, Bigness of the Fell Within, 1949. I, I love this quote because this quote doesn't really talk about chiropractic much, right? If you actually look at this quote and you look for the words like subluxation, spine, you know, foramina, anything like, there's nothing in there, right? This is much more of a, a poetic kind of thing. And why is that? Because what we do is so poetic and so beautiful, right? Here's an example, two examples, right? So I had two kids come in the last two days in my practice. Uh, with some very significant challenges. Uh, both of them on the autism spectrum. Um, and I do what I consider my normal stuff, right? So the intern comes in, does the, the history. I go in and I do uh, the exam, including a lot of functional neurology stuff. And both parents, after I am done, what do you think they said? Both parents said the exact same thing. What do you think it was? I have never seen anything like this before. I have been to neurologists, 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 pediatrician, this person, that specialist, spent thousands of dollars, scans, all this. Nobody's ever done what you just did. Nobody's ever done what you just did, and nobody has given me hope like you just did. Right? That's what BJ is talking about. We're talking about this inner power, is that we, I want them to understand that this is a brain and nerve system problem, and that if we can find this, like I found a whole bunch of primitive reflexes that were issues, a whole bunch of eye issues, a whole bunch of ear issues that were issues. Fascinating, this one boy, every time I would say a question to him, he had to look to his mother for the answer, even though he's eight years old. I say, hey, do, you know, I'm testing his, his ears, you know, putting the tuning fork up here. Buddy, do you hear the same on this side to this side? He looks at his mom. And the mom's like, no, you got to answer him. Right? This is part of the processing disorder that this child has. 
So, and I'm explaining this and saying that what's happening to him, because she's like, he's, he, he doesn't listen in class. We've had to you know, change how we're teaching him and stuff because he's, he's having such troubles like this. And like, the problem is processing, right? His brain is processing some issues incorrectly. So instead of it, the, everything going completely clear and free, now there's a processing issue, right? And now the brain isn't getting it. So you and I, I might say something right now and say, like, if I could take this thing out of my pocket, here, what is this? Do you remember what this is? Have you guys even seen one of these things? Right? Yeah, your grandpa had one of these, right? <laughs> this is an old flip phone from about 10 or 15 years ago, right, that happened to dig out as I was doing, like, some spring cleaning, right? So this is an old flip phone. But do you remember the... If, you ever use one of these phones? Do you remember the cruddy reception we used to get on these things? Right? Like I would just, I would, would walk and I'd have to stop like this, you know, because the reception was good at that little moment right there. And if, if we were driving, forget it because, you know, it was almost impossible to get reception, right? And that's what it used to be like with this. You remember texting on these things? Right? All right, let me text you. Okay, hi, I have to press one, two, and then uh, one, two, three, and then <laughs> it would take forever. Right? So you can't make these long texts. That would take like 15 hours to make a long text. You can, you know, your whole text was like, yes, no, you know, hi, maybe, you know, it was very, very one answer because it was too long, right? Do you remember that kind of stuff? Well, th this is a processing difference. When you compare this phone to this one, right, the iPhone, whole different ball game, right? But what happens if a little child's brain is like this in a world that's supposed to be like an iPhone? That's what's happening. And that's how you explain it to your parents. You explain it in ways that will make sense to them, right? Do you remember this, right? This is their brain. This is your brain. Or this is the other kids in this class's brain. This is why there's a problem. Because this doesn't work good on this network, right? You try to use this on today's network, it won't work very well. Because it's not set up the way the iPhone is set up, right? So that even though the flip phone is amazing, revolutionary, like, oh my God, I can actually carry a phone in my pocket you know, which was really cool, it wasn't the next evolution, right? So what do we have to do with these kids is we have to help them evolve, right? That's my point of what I do, is I want my kids and my practice members to evolve, not just feel better. I don't really care about feeling better. That's not my interest. When I call my patients after their first adjustment, and I call every new patient after their first adjustment and say, I don't say, how are you feeling, right? Because I, that's not the conversation I want to have. What's the conversation I want to have? What did you think about your experience? Do you have any questions? I'm just checking up on you. And what do all the patients say? 100%. Thank you so much for calling. That was really thoughtful. Doctors don't usually call their patients, right? And you know what I say to myself? Exactly why I do that. I want to do what nobody else does. I like it when patients tell me, I have been to neurologists and pediatricians and all kinds of surgeons, and nobody's done an exam like you've just done. Nobody's uncovered the things you just uncovered. Nobody's given me hope the way you did. I love hearing that. And you know what? It's not an unusual experience. It's an everyday experience. But I still get juiced up by it because it's still so amazing to me that people can go out there and spend all kinds of money and whatever, and then they come to some crazy chiropractor and get the answers they couldn't find, spending all crazy kinds of money going to Emory this and go to Chattanooga that and all those other places that they're going to, looking for the answers that are your hands. 
Do you get that? This is in your hands. I'm not special. There's nothing great about me. The greatness is inside you. You just have to tap it. But if you don't study green books, where the hell are you going to get it from? If you study Yoko Monroe, you ain't tapping into the power. Right? You tap into some good answers on a Scantron or a board test. It's not that you shouldn't do that, right? But you're not tapping into the power. Are you studying chiropractic? Right? If you're going to be a chiropractor, you better study some chiropractic. If you, just, if you study Yoko Monroe and Sousa and all the other very interesting, lovely texts that you have to study to pass all these classes, right? If that's all you're studying, you're just, get, you're just piling yourself up with knowledge. But do you know how to talk to someone? Do you know how to talk to someone to give them hope? Spouting out Sousa is not going to give them hope. You need to spout Sousa on a board exam, right, or an OSCE. You don't need to spout Sousa to a patient. How are you preparing yourself for the future? Right? Are you going to be a flip phone in an iPhone world? Are you going to be a flip phone in an iPhone world? Are you preparing yourself for the wrong future? Right? Are you preparing yourself just to pass a test? If you're preparing yourself just to pass a test, you're going to have a hard time. Because the world is way, way, way different than it used to be. Right? This iPhone is way different than this. You can't prepare for this and be able to have a conversation with this. You understand? Right? And that's what I want to bring out to you guys. Is you need to step up your studies. You need to step up what you are looking at. You need to, to pound that chiropractic philosophy into your brains, whether it's podcasts like my podcast or Sigafus's podcast or all the other great chiropractic podcasts are out there or listening to tapes and CDs for some of the greats that have come before us like Dr. Sid and Dr. Sigafus and Dr. Santo and all these amazing speakers that are out there. You know, if you want to do that or you read green books, right? And I've given you four of them so you have no excuses to say I don't have any access to green books. Yes, you do. Go on Blackboard, download them. They're PDFs and free for you, right? All for you, all for the taking. Very few of you took any. I'm looking at the stats of downloads. I'm like, I can't believe you guys aren't taking advantage of this. Right? Because uh, trust me, you're never getting this again. There will be no class that you will get four free green books ever again, rest of your life. If you do it, don't do it now. This quarter, you'll just be paying $60 to $100 per. And that's okay. If you want to do that, maybe that's be, make it more valuable to you, right? I've been trying to make it easy, right? Because I want you guys to step up your game. Because I've been playing this game, this year's 30 years. 30 years I've been playing this game, right? 30 years. I feel like a rookie, honestly, because it changes constantly, right? Just like the phones are changing, right? Who kn this is the iPhone, you know, 9 or 8 or whatever the hell it is. Um, but then they have the 10 and then... X in five years, it'll be the iPhone 20, right? And everything changes constantly. So you got to keep up with that. You got to keep up with that. Autism, when I first started in practice, autism in 1989, that's when I graduated and started in practice. Autism was almost unheard of. It was like once in a blue moon, some child would come in with autism. Now it's every other new patient of mine has autism. Now, of course, I see mostly kids in my practice, you know, 50 to 60% kids so, and pregnant women. So I'll probably see more than most, but this is one out of every two kids coming into my practice has some neurological disorder. You better prepare for that, right? You better prepare, and, and you know how you prepare? It's not just going to classes. You gotta sharpen the sword, right? 
Every time you're out there, you gotta sharpen the sword. What are you doing on your downtime? Are you just wasting your time on Facebook? I watched most of you guys spend a lot. How many hours? Look on your screen time thing. Tell me how many hours, right? This, if you have an iPhone app, right? The screen time tells you how many hours you, how many hours you want on, on Facebook. Facebook is a great thing. It's great for advertising. That's what it's great for. I don't really care about what you're eating, right? And what your dog is doing and how your cat is flipping yarn and all this other. I'm, it doesn't matter. I only use Facebook for advertising. I use Twitter for advertising. I use Instagram for advertising. That's how I use it. You want to start using your Instagrams and Facebooks and Twitters and stuff for something, start using to pound the chiropractic message out there. Wouldn't it be cool if that someone's, some, one of your friends' friends who's not in a chiropractor, not even going to a chiropractor, and they saw flipping and they see, oh, chiropractic, chiropractic, because all the people that are on their Facebook or Instagram are talking about chiropractic. Wouldn't that be great? Instead of just seeing you know, where they're eating and what animal they're looking at and you know what TV show they're watching they're seeing chiropractic 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 but where's that gonna start it's gonna start with you right it's gonna start with you because I don't want someone coming into my office saying can chiropractic cure appendicitis of the flu I want people coming in saying you know why I'm here dr. Rubin because I was looking for a pediatric chiropractor that specializes in autism that's what I want people to say right and you have that opportunity you have that opportunity. You can create that if you're interested. Whether it's children or sports or geriatrics or orthopedics or whatever specialization you want to go into in chiropractic, you have the opportunity. But it's not going to happen just by studying the bare minimums, right? Just like the USRDA says, you know, you need 200 milligrams of vitamin C a day. That's like hardly anything, right? You need a lot more than that every single day. But they're just talking about the bare minimums, right? So there's some bare minimums to pass OSCEs and boards and all that kind of stuff, which is all great. But I'm not talking about bare minimums, right? I don't want a bare minimum life. I want an awesome life. I want to give my patients an awesome life. And you have to prepare for that, right? And that's what I'm asking. Which do you want to be? This is up to you, right? You can graduate like this, or you can graduate like an iPhone. Flip phone, iPhone. Flip phone, iPhone. What's it going to be? Up to you.